0: well good weekday evening today is thursday june 29th and the time is 7 pm and you're tuned into the weekly edition of the parents of prodigals podcast i'm your host brother alan weir for this brief period of time in comparison to eternity when we come together for prayer supplication intercession prayer warfare on behalf of our prodigal sons and daughters those of us who have sons and daughters who have never come to the faith but maybe have wandered away from the faith or are backslidden you may be the guardian of a young person a teenager who maybe at one time was involved in the church or was a Christian and maybe they backslid or for whatever reason have wandered away. Maybe peer pressure, the love of pleasure, many other things can lure people away from their walk with the Lord. But during this time, during this weekly podcast, we come together for mutual edification. Encouragement, strengthening. And we have a period of time when we bring prayer requests before the throne of grace, sons and daughters, teens and adults who have backslidden and wandered from the faith. And we pray for them and we lift them up before the throne of grace, asking the Lord on behalf of their deliverance from whatever is holding them in bondage and away from their walk with the Lord deliverance from bondage and salvation and filling of the holy spirit you know there are many reasons why people wander from the faith you know some some of us have adult children or teens who have never accepted christ they won't come to church with us they don't want to get involved they're not interested in bible study perhaps when we play christian music they get annoyed when they see us with our Bibles, they react when we're having our meals, they won't pray when we talk about when we talk about the things of the Lord, they wander away or they're not interested in talking about it. Maybe when we try to talk to them about salvation, they react and say they don't want to hear it. Some people don't want to hear about. The end times, the rapture, the tribulation, it scares them. It frightens them. Some don't even believe whatever the reason is. Some people have had a negative experience in church. Some people have seen the hypocrisy of perhaps prosperity preachers who have brought reproach upon the name of Christ. There are a variety of reasons why people turn from the Lord, wander away. But during this podcast, We lift up these young people, these teens and these adults, and we pray for them, that the Holy Spirit would touch their hearts and minds and they would return to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. This is a live podcast, and we usually go from the hours of seven to eight, but as the Spirit leads, we may go longer, we may go shorter. We put everything in the hands and the control of the Spirit of God. He will dictate how long we go. And during this live podcast, we invite you to participate. If you'd like to chime in, if you're on the Podbean app, there should be a phone icon on your screen. You can click on that, and we would welcome your participation in this live podcast. Maybe there's an insight you'd like to share, perhaps there's a scripture. You want to share with us and what the Lord has spoken to you about. Perhaps there's a testimony. The Lord's moving in your life. There are answers to prayer. Something you have to say could encourage someone who needs strengthening and edification. If you have a prayer request, we have several which we'll be bringing before the throne of grace tonight. Should you have a prayer request, you can. Key it in, and we will see it on our screen, and we will bring it before the throne of grace. It's still not too late to bring your requests, and we will unite in prayer with you to pray for your unsaved sons and daughters. This podcast was born approximately just over a year ago, and my dear brother Jamie, who's tuning in right now, him and I were talking one evening at a fellow believers home. And we were talking about our mutual adult children who at that time were not saved and our burdens for them. how we wanted them to come to the Lord and didn't want them to miss the rapture or perhaps enter a Christless eternity. And one thing that my brother Jamie shared with me, which was difficult to hear, but was a biblical truth. He shared with me, whatever it takes, we should put our kids in God's hands. Whatever it takes to save them, lead them to the Lord. That's a scary thing to pray, Lord, do whatever it takes, but we need to entrust our prodigal sons and daughters to the Lord. He has the best way and the best time and the best method for them to come to Christ. We pray for them and we leave them in the Lord's hands. He'll answer the prayer in his own time. All we need to do is continuously pray, live Christ before them, be salt and light before them. And the Lord will do the rest. If you're a new listener, we welcome you back. That is, if you're a new listener, we welcome you. If you're an old listener, we welcome you back at this time we do want to welcome listeners from a variety of localities right here in the u.s and i mentioned these states quickly new york california colorado pennsylvania north carolina oklahoma and massachusetts connecticut idaho and georgia alabama maryland tennessee texas ohio utah wisconsin west virginia new jersey montana illinois minnesota louisiana new hampshire oregon washington state rhode island indiana south carolina arizona michigan iowa and new mexico those of you who are tuning in from these states you may be listening live we welcome you thank you for tuning in internationally we have listeners in mexico canada australia france uganda brazil the united kingdom bosnia Herzegovina. And most recently, I saw on our website, we have listeners in the Philippines. Praise God. Thank you for tuning in. If you're listening live, welcome. But due to time differences in these different localities, whether domestically or internationally, some people may be downloading these podcasts at a later time. And that's okay. The Holy Spirit will move through a recorded podcast as well as a live listenership. And so we welcome all of you and we invite you to be an active participant in this Parents of Prodigals podcast. Let's start our podcast before we go into our devotional with a word of prayer. Please join me. Father, I praise you and I thank you for everyone who's listening, no matter how many, no matter how few, Lord God. And I just thank you for this period of time. When we can come before you, we're burdened for the salvation, for the deliverance and salvation of our unsaved sons and daughters. And so we thank you, Lord God, for this time when we can bring them before you in prayer and supplication. The rapture is the next event, Lord Jesus, when you're coming for your church. We don't want our loved ones to be left behind, to face the terrible time of the tribulation period. But death can come at any time, Lord Jesus. Your word says it's appointed once for men to die and after this to judgment. We don't want to see our loved ones enter a Christless eternity. Young or old, death can come by any means at any time. And so we thank you for this time period, Lord God. Let anything that's being said, whether it's by myself or somebody who may call in, edify, strengthen, and encourage. We praise you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord God. We put aside whatever we're feeling right now, whether it's fatigue, depression. Maybe we're feeling down or discouraged. We cast that aside. And we ask your Holy Spirit to strengthen us. In Jesus' name, amen. We always begin our devotional after prayer with, well, we always begin our podcast, that is, with a word of prayer and a devotional. And the word that the Lord has laid upon my heart is a devotional which is entitled, The False Hopes of Our Prodigals. The False Hopes of Our Prodigals. And our scripture text is found in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 3, verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 23, and I'll give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bibles. Falsehood, misleading, lies, deception, false hopes, all these are words and ideas that are found in the book of Jeremiah as the prophet himself delivered God's message to the people on how they had strayed from the truth turned away from god and willfully and purposely decided and made up their minds to follow and practice other religions and beliefs jeremiah anguished at what he was seeing and at the judgment of god that would come to the people because of their waywardness backsliding and idolatry the people had turned in every direction toward false gods and beliefs and away from the one true source of safety stability and salvation this very same thing is happening right now as we see our prodigal sons and daughters turn away from the truth of the gospel like romans chapter 1 verse 25 says exchange the truth of god for a lie let's read our scripture text together jeremiah chapter 3 verse 23 and i'll be reading from the new king james version of god's holy word truly in vain is salvation hoped for from the hills and from the multitude of mountains truly in the lord our god is the salvation of israel i think i'm going to read that one more time jeremiah chapter 3 verse 23 truly in vain is salvation hoped For from the hills and from the multitude of mountains, truly in the Lord, our God is the salvation of Israel. You know, that term vain in our scripture text is the Hebrew word, Shekwer, Shekwer. It means falsehood, deception, lies, but it also means to disappoint and to be worthless. The word Shekwer is found thirty-seven times in the Book of Jeremiah, and it's used when describing idolatry, false worship, and even false prophecy that can give false hope. And our scripture text says that it was vain to hope for salvation from the hills and the multitude of mountains. So, what does this mean actually? Well, the mountains and the hills were central locations where idol worshippers. And those who worship false gods would go to set up their altars and their high places and pay homage to their beliefs. The mountains and the hills themselves were believed to be sacred places as well as some of the trees that were there. The reference to sacred oaks bears testimony to this. But Jeremiah preached that it was a lie, a deception, and a falsehood to place trust in these false beliefs. This misplaced trust in false prophecy, worthless, and would only disappoint. In chapter 2, verse 13 of the same book of Jeremiah, the prophet describes God as the fountain of living water, and the people, idol worship and waywardness, that was comparable to putting water in broken cisterns, that is, broken concrete wells, that were useless for storing water and sustaining life, because of the multiple cracks and holes that were in them. And that's what our prodigal sons and daughters are doing today, seeking salvation, stability, and hope in false places, in deceptions that are, in the end, going to be proven worthless, useless to save on the day of judgment, and useless for sustaining life. So what are some of these hills and mountains that our prodigals are looking towards for salvation? What are these broken cisterns that our prodigals are mistakenly and foolishly turning to and trusting their lives and their very souls to? Well, the first is the false hope of self-morality. The false hope of self-morality. This is the false belief that living a good life living a loving life and a moral life will be counted as entry into whatever afterlife that they believe in charitable deeds good morals kindness and good intentions they believe are the key to a favored eternal afterlife however romans chapter 3 verse 23 says that all of us are sinners and fall short of the glory of god and ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 goes on to say That it's by grace that we are saved, through faith, and not by works, not by our own doing. It's the gift of God. And it is because all of us, even the most moral people, the most loving and giving individuals, are still sinners who fall short of God's glory, His standard of perfection, that we cannot save ourselves. We need God's free gift of salvation. You know if you went to a toll booth that cost five dollars to get through and you only had four dollars or even 450 or 475 it doesn't matter how close you came to five dollars unless you have the full amount you are not getting through the toll booth and that's the way it is with many of our prodigals they believe that if they're good enough maybe they'll come close and gain entry into the kingdom of heaven This is a false hope that the enemy is deceiving many of our prodigals into. But this also will disappoint. This is a lie from the pit of hell. That morality, good values, and a clean life can save you. The second, believe it or not, is the false hope of Christianity. That's right. The false hope of Christianity. Christianity cannot save you. Only Christ can. What do I mean by that? Well, the false hope of Christianity describes the prodigal who, like Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 says, has a form of godliness but not of observing outward forms of religion and trusting in this way of living instead of trusting in Christ. Religion cannot save you. Christianity cannot save you. Only a personal relationship with Jesus Christ can save you. Your prodigal and mine may read the Bible, go to church. They may accompany us to Christian events such as retreats or come with us to Bible studies. They may even have gone up for a prayer. But have they admitted their sinfulness, their need for a Savior, and surrendered their lives to Christ? Self-righteousness and religiosity can be an idol, and a high place, and an altar. Yes, you can be a prodigal right in church. You know, there are many people who say they want to invite Christ into their life. Well, you know what? That's an error. Christ does not want to invite you into his life. He wants to be the Lord of your life. What do I mean by that? I can invite you to my home but it doesn't mean I'm giving you control and Lordship over my home. I can invite you into my car, but it doesn't mean the car is yours. Many people invite Christ into their life. Christ does not want to be a guest. He wants the title to your life. If I invite you to my home and I give you my home, I sign the home over to you. The deed is yours. The home is yours. If I invite you into my car, it doesn't mean the car is yours. But if I sign the title over to you, then the car is yours. Jesus Christ wants the deed to your soul, to your life. He wants the title to your life. The Lord doesn't want you to invite him into your life. He wants you to surrender your life completely and totally. And so the false hope of Christianity. Again, Christianity cannot save. Only full and complete surrender to Jesus Christ can save you. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, says that our righteousness and good works are like filthy rags. And in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 10, God rebuked the nation of Judah for not turning to him with a whole heart, only in pretense. We need to pray. That our religious prodigals ultimately have relationship with our and this describes our prodigal sons and daughters who have a self-sense of so-called spirituality. Many of our wayward and unsafe prodigals have turned to crystals, charms, meditation. New Age beliefs, their frame of mind is that it doesn't really matter what you believe. We are all God's children, one with the universe. I'm sure you've heard that. You know, interestingly enough, even now that Christian parents are struggling more than ever to train up their children in the ways of the Lord, Proverbs 22, verse 6, many municipal governments, even school districts, are employing methods that will create prodigals. Several days ago, it was reported that the mayor of New York City, a believer in the interfaith movement, a practitioner of meditation, and himself, a yogi, mandated and required all New York City public schools to offer Zen-like, deep-breathing meditation to all students, K-12, through in direct violation and opposition to what we, as born-again, Bible-believing Christian parents believe in, eyes are opened and that their minds and hearts are turned away from this false sense of godliness and spirituality, placing their trust in crystals, higher powers. And like the people of Athens, who had a statue to the unknown God, that we can witness to them, and like Paul did, To lead them to a relationship where they surrender their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the fourth false hope is the false hope of religions, cults, and the occult. The false hope of religions, cults, and the occult. You know, we find that many of our prodigal sons and daughters these days have turned away from the faith and have turned towards Islam buddhism and hinduism works-based belief systems or maybe they've been deceived by satan the god of this world and have joined cults such as the jehovah's witnesses or the mormons or the unification church or scientology or perhaps the occult wicca and satanism satan will do anything in these last days when time is short employing what 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 calls seducing spirits that will make many depart from the faith and turn to doctrines of devils. And that is exactly what Jeremiah was talking about in our text, when the very people of God turned away from the one true God and turned towards idols, high places, false gods, false hopes. And he reminded them in our scripture verse, that salvation is found only in the God of Israel. We, as believing parents of prodigal sons and daughters, need to continue to pray, fast, and believe and trust that the Spirit of our God will reveal to them what the Apostle said in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And what is this great truth? Here it is that there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this devotional time, Lord God, and we worship and praise you, Father. I pray that the word I shared fall on good ground. Lord, our prodigals may be atheistic. They may have no beliefs. They may be turning to New Age beliefs. They may be turning to Wicca or the occult, God forbid. They may be turning to a form of spirituality or maybe have no interest in the things of God and just try to live so called good lives. Lord, we pray for our prodigals. If there are any listening right now, that what was shared fall on good ground in their heart, that their eyes are open to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let the power of the Holy Spirit convict, deliver, and save. Ultimately, Heavenly Father, it's the Spirit that leads to all truth. And we rely on your Spirit, Lord God, again, to convict of sin, to soften the hardened heart, to open the blind eyes, and to open the closed ears to your truth. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I pray that that devotional was a blessing to you and something that was said, that was shared, has edified and strengthened you. And we're reaching the halfway point mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. We're going to be breaking into a musical interlude in a few minutes when we play some godly music The music is wonderful, but focus on the lyrics and on the words. These are the very words of life. We'll be playing two musical numbers, the blood covered it all, and at the foot of the cross. Both of these are great truths for our unsaved sons and daughters. You know, when I think about our prodigal sons and daughters, some of us have prodigal sons and daughters that are in bondage to vices and things such as drugs or alcohol maybe perhaps they're in bondage to an alternative lifestyle some of our prodigal sons and daughters are involved in gangs some of our prodigal sons and daughters are wrapped up in their careers and they have put the things of god in the background no interest no time for god a bible is gathering dust Yes, they may go to church on Easter Sunday or maybe on Christmas Eve, but that's about it. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are incarcerated behind bars for certain periods of times, and we worry about them in those dangerous and ungodly environments. We pray that perhaps there's a prison ministry or maybe another inmate who's a believer. We pray for their safety. The greatest soul... The greatest imprisonment of a soul, that is, is the imprisonment to sin. You can be behind satanic bars as well as physical ones. And we pray that prodigal sons and daughters who are incarcerated come to a saving knowledge of Christ through whatever means necessary. Some of our prodigal sons and daughters are in drug rehabs, struggling with the drug and alcohol issue I mentioned earlier. And you know, some of us have prodigal sons and daughters, and we have absolutely no idea where they are. They've left. And like the prodigal son, they've left home. No knowledge of where they are. We don't know if they're alive or dead, if they're sick, if they're in the hospital. We don't know if they're eating. We don't know if they're cold. We don't know if they're Homeless or outside, we don't know who they're hanging out with. A negative influence, we have no idea of their whereabouts and what their involvements are. I can only imagine the prodigal father. No cell phones, he didn't send anyone to look for him, he wouldn't even know where to look. But he prayed and waited, and trusted that the Lord would ultimately bring his son home. We have no idea how much time passed all we know is that we are sure he places trust in god that the spirit of god would bring his prodigal home and ultimately it did happen and what's true for the prodigal father and his son is true for you and i my two children i have two adult children my son recently came to christ approximately three months ago and i still pray for my daughter who has not turned to the lord and we have had many testimonies so far of God answering prayer. My own brother Jamie, his daughter, came to Christ close to a year ago. and We praise God for that, and we'll be lifting her up in prayer as well. So God can do all things, nothing is impossible to the Lord. Your prodigal and mine are going to be on the road to salvation. We just need to continue to pray and trust. Well, we're going to break into that musical interlude which I mentioned and referred to earlier. And when we return, we'll come back with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And at that time, we're going to enter into prayer for the requests that we have on behalf of our unsaved wayward sons and daughters. If you, again, Want to participate and have a prayer request, you can key it in. There is still time. And so we will break into this interlude, and we will return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Enjoy, be blessed, and we'll be right back.
1: for oh. Just one sin seeking forgiveness.
0: The second half of the parents of prodigals podcast and i pray that you were blessed by that musical interlude the blood covered it all no matter how far gone your prodigal is the blood will cover it all at the foot of the cross was the name of the other number and that's for our prayer for our prodigals that they end up at the foot of the cross you know i was talking to a brother in christ not too long ago and we were sharing mutual insights and concerns for our unsaved prodigal children and one of the things that we shared was our concern that it appeared that our prodigals were too deeply embedded in what they were involved with it seemed impossible that they would ever come to christ You know, at one point in time, a while back, when I was talking to my brother Jamie, it seemed impossible that his daughter would come to the Lord, and the Lord moved in a miraculous way. That's a testimony right there. But as I was talking to this other brother, he seemed discouraged, and I share his discouragement. I've been there many times where we think about how deeply entrenched our prodigals are in whatever it is, They're in bondage to, no matter what it is. It could be alcohol or drugs or an alternative lifestyle or something else. It seems like it's impossible, that it's too far gone, that they're too difficult. Maybe the Lord can save somebody else, but not our prodigal. I was reminded of the Gospel of John, the 11th chapter, going into chapter 12, the story of Lazarus rising from the dead. Jesus rose him, brought him back from the dead but there's an interesting fact about this situation you know the jewish people believed that when somebody died the spirit of that deceased person would hover over the gravesite over the tomb for a period of three days and any time during that three-day period it was always possible for the person's spirit to stop hovering over and re-enter the body And the person would rise from the dead. That's one of the reasons why many times the tomb was not permanently sealed. Because in the event, during that three-day period, if the Spirit re-entered the body, the person would come back to life. Well, when Lazarus died, Jesus didn't show up on day one. Didn't show up on day two. Didn't show up on day three. He showed up on day four and that's significant because after three days the spirit would not would not hover over the gravesite anymore after the three-day period the person's spirit would leave and all hope of coming back to life would be gone and then the tomb was permanently sealed that person was gone they are not coming back to life there is no hope and that's when jesus showed up on the fourth day at the point When all hope was gone, and there was absolutely no way the person could come back to life. If Jesus had showed up within that three-day period, and he brought Lazarus back from the dead, the people may have explained it away, saying, well, it was within the three-day period. Maybe it wasn't Jesus that did it. No, Jesus waited until there was absolutely no hope that the person would come back to life. And he showed up on day four and then the word of god says that he brought lazarus out from the dead raised him from the dead in fact lazarus's relatives mary and martha were upset that jesus showed up on day four and they had told him if you had shown up sooner he wouldn't have died but jesus told them That the reason why this was allowed to happen was to bring honor and glory to him and to show that he had the power of life and death. You may be in a situation right now with your prodigal where you believe that your prodigal is beyond all remedy of being saved. Maybe they're too deeply embedded, maybe you're discouraged. And don't believe that your prodigal son and daughter can ever come to Christ. It's beyond the three-day period. The tomb is sealed, and your situation with your prodigal looks completely hopeless. That is a lie from the enemy. Jesus Christ has the keys and the power of life and death, and he can resurrect your situation. All things are possible when you trust in the Lord. It is not too late and it is not impossible. Our Lord will save your prodigal. No prodigal, no prodigal is too deeply embedded in any sin. Nothing that's holding them in bondage. The chains can be broken. Deliverance is theirs. And I wanna leave you with that before we enter the throne of grace and pray. For the prodigals that we have on our prayer list keeping all this in mind that all things are possible to him who believes we're going to start prayer right now there is still time to key in your prayer request but right now touch and agree we're going to go before the throne of grace right now our first prayer request again as always many times we have repeated requests we're going to continuously pray for some of these individuals again and again as the spirit leads we have two young men both by the name of joshua and both at one period of time were in bondage to substance abuse one of these young men named joshua came to christ and accepted the lord as his personal savior and he is struggling to maintain his walk with the lord the other joshua i believe knows the gospel but is still struggling in bondage with drugs we're going to lift both up in prayer right now. Touch and agree. Heavenly Father, we just lift up both these young men, both by the name of Joshua. And we first pray for Joshua who accepted you, Lord Jesus, who surrendered his life to you. And Lord, he's struggling. The enemy, of course, is counterattacking and wants to lure him back to old patterns of behavior. Dependency on drugs we claim deliverance and victory for joshua and we pray that you continuously move in his life heal his mind and his body make him the man of god continuously work in his life mold him shape him strengthen him encourage him empower him embolden him make joshua the man of god that you have planned for him help him to walk worthy of his calling strengthen him against temptation Help him to read your word. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let Joshua hide your word in his heart, Lord God. We commit him into your hands and we thank you, Lord, for continued strength. We also lift up the other Joshua, Heavenly Father. A young man who is probably still struggling with drugs, Lord God. We have no idea where he is right now, but we do know that he's important to you, that you love him. Lord, we pray for his soul. We pray first for his deliverance that somehow, in some way, shape, or form, the gospel still get to him. Give Joshua no rest. Let there be no peace for the wicked, as your word says. We commit Joshua into your hands that you give him no peace until he surrenders his life to you. Bring him to the point where he's sick and tired of being sick and tired. Help him to open up his mind and recognize his need for a savior confessing his sins and surrendering his life to you, taking self off the throne and putting you on it, Lord God. Deliver him. Right now we plead you rebuke the forces of darkness. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what the enemy wants to do with Joshua. We rebuke those forces right now when we just claim Joshua for the kingdom. We're waiting for the testimony to come in. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies, pretty much in the same age range, I understand. Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. I believe Valentina is the oldest of the three, but these three young ladies, of course, the enemy has in bondage, and some of them may be suffering from Perhaps drugs and substance abuse, others are suffering from depression, low self-esteem, guilt, maybe emotional issues, maybe feelings of low self-worth. We're going to lift up all three of these young ladies before the Lord right now. Touch and agree with me for these three young ladies, Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. Lord, we lift up these three young women, Lord God, and we... We just are burdened for them heavenly father tormented in soul tormented in mind the enemy is the one who's tormenting them he wants to see these three young ladies suffer but right now we lift all three of them before you lord god praying for their deliverance and their salvation heal the troubled mind soothe the troubled mind and spirit lord god if it's physical healing that they need bring it to them lord god if their hearts are hardened to the gospel, soften it if perhaps these three young ladies or even some of them are not interested in the things of God, too busy indulging in the flesh or whatever it is they're involved in, Lord, deliver them from whatever they're in bondage and give them a bad taste from whatever it is they're doing, it could be alcohol, it could be sexual immorality, it could be partying, whatever it is, Lord God, give them emptiness in their lives, realizing that you are the way, the truth, and the life, Lord Jesus. Deliver and save Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. These three young ladies have parents, Lord God. We pray that you encourage the parents of these three young ladies. Perhaps they're feeling down or discouraged. Perhaps these three young ladies are intensifying their behaviors. The enemy's making them worse. We're kicking up issues. The enemy's is getting angry that we're praying for these three young ladies. Will we rebuke the forces of darkness? And we claim Gabby, Angela, and Valentina for the kingdom. We don't know when it's going to happen. We don't know how. But we do know it is going to happen. And all three of them are in good hands, Lord God. Not all state, but you, Lord Jesus. We praise you and worship you. We thank you for their deliverance and salvation, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week, we lift up in prayer my dear brother Jamie and my dear sister India's daughter, China, who came to Christ. In fact, I do believe, I'm, I'm probably correct in assuming that when this podcast began, China was the first person whom we had testimony who came to Christ. And we praise God for China's deliverance and salvation. Her friend Alexa came to Christ too. But you and I both know, listener, that the enemy never allows this kind of thing to go without a counterattack. Ground that has been gained through prayer and supplication and fasting. The enemy will try to take back. But we're going to hold our ground. And we're going to stekos, stand fast. And resist the attacks of the enemy. Join me in prayer for China and Alexa. Father, we thank you and praise you for the salvation of these two young women, Lord God. And we worship you that you delivered them, Lord God. You moved in both their lives. We may have believed it was impossible. Our faith was weak, perhaps at one time, Lord God. Perhaps there was some doubt. The enemy tried to discourage us. Lord, you proved us wrong. You are the only hope, Lord Jesus, and you came through your own way in your own time. We need to trust you and we worship and praise you for their salvation, China and Alexa. Now the work has to continue, Father. We just pray that you strengthen both these young women, Lord God. Make them strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Help them put on the full armor of God so they can withstand the attacks of the enemy, Lord God. Give them both the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. Help them to wield the sword of the Spirit, Lord God. The breastplate of righteousness in their lives so that they live godly lives. Give them a hunger and a thirst for your word. Open up their eyes so that they see wonderful things as they meditate on your scriptures, Lord God. Joshua chapter 1 verse says, that the words, your words, Lord God, should not depart out of our mouths, but we should meditate in them day and night. Let China and Alexa keep your word in their lips, speaking it, preaching it, meditating on it, living it, quoting it, witnessing to it, talking about it, reading it. Let the words of their mouths and the meditation of their heart be pleasing to you, Heavenly Father. Make China and Alexa the women of God that you can turn them into. Pour out your spirit in both their lives. Give them both revival. When temptation comes, whether it's temptation to give up, throw in the towel, it's too difficult, skip church, stop reading the Bible, Maybe don't read that much. Don't pray so long. Prayer doesn't work. Whatever it is, whatever lie it is that the enemy is whispering in their ears, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Bless. Pour out your blessing on China and Alexa right now. In Jesus' name, we touch and agree. We believe. We thank you for the answers that are coming. They're already here. They're already here. We're hearing word of blessing. Continue to work, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Amen. A while back, we received a request, and we're going to pray for it again. The Spirit of God tells us otherwise. Someone called us in a while back. It says, pray for my brothers Albert and Edwin, and my children Ashley and Joshua, and my husband Nelson. It was ambiguous, but the Lord knows the details. We don't have to know the details. God does. We will lift him up before the throne of grace. Touch and agree right now. Father, we don't know the details of this prayer, but we do know that someone has a burden for her brothers, Albert and Edwin, a burden for their children, Ashley and Joshua, and a burden for the husband, Nelson. You see, each need, it could be for deliverance, it could be for salvation, it could be for encouragement, it could be for the filling of the Holy Spirit. No matter what it is, Lord God, Meet the individual need, Lord. Each burden is. You know what needs to be done in each person. And so bring it to pass, Lord God, in the lives of Albert, Edwin, the children Ashley and Joshua, and the husband Nelson. Bless each one of these individuals. Meet the specific need whoever called this in knows what each of them needs knows what the issues are honor and hear their prayer lord god and bless this family thank you lord god thank you cuz we know you're working sometimes we don't feel it sometimes the enemy tells us you're not but we know you're working like the song says lord god even when we don't see it we know you're working even when we don't feel it we know You are working, and we know you're working. And Albert, Edwin, Ashley, Joshua, and Nelson, we know you're working in their lives. And we praise you as you continue to work. In Jesus' name, Lord God. Amen. We received a request a while back also. Someone requested that we pray for their granddaughter, Layla, to return to the Lord. Father, we lift this young lady, Layla, up in prayer, Lord God. You see the prayers of a grandmother. And young people are continuously turning away from the faith for whatever reason. Lord, you know what the reasons are that Layla wandered from the faith. I don't know, Lord, you know. Perhaps she saw too much hypocrisy. Perhaps she got discouraged. Perhaps she was lured away by the pleasures of life and the things of the world. Whatever it is, Lord God, remove it. If it's bitterness, heal it. If it's discouragement, take it away. If it's a love for pleasure, give Leila a bad taste for it, Lord God. If it's the pursuit of anything in this life, Lord God, whether it's riches or partying or whatever it is, Lord God, replace it with a burden, a desire, and a hunger for something greater, a relationship with you, Lord Jesus do what needs to be done that's a scary thing lord god do what needs to be done in layla's life to bring her back to you lord jesus call her call her summon her to the foot of the cross lord god the blood will cover it all bring layla to the foot of the cross We pray for her deliverance from whatever she's in bondage to. And we thank you for her salvation, which we know is coming. In Jesus' name, amen. A while back, no, not a while back, approximately a week ago, we had an anonymous request. Someone just requested that we pray for new marriages and God is answering prayer. I will not reveal the details of what I know. I respect confidentiality and privacy, but I can tell you this. We prayed for new marriages last week, and God is answering prayer. But again, there's always going to be a counterattack, so we're going to pray for new marriages once again. Lord God, you see, we thank you so much for answering prayer, Lord God, in restoring the new marriages that we have been lifting up in prayer, Heavenly Father. We praise you and we thank you, Lord God. That was fast work, Lord, but you have your own timing. We put it in your hands, Heavenly Father. We praise you. And Lord, we continue to pray for new marriages, God. Lord, if it's a Christian marriage, Help the husband to step up to the plate as the priest in the home. If he's cold spiritually, warm his heart. Give him revival in his soul. Revive his spirit, Heavenly Father. Pour out your spirit. Give him an upper room experience. Whoever the Christian husband is, Lord God, if it's a Christian marriage, let there be an upper room experience in their heart, mind, and life. Give these Christian homes and marriages strengthening love for each other and commitment with you being first lord god with you being first in the home father it's it's a marriage where both people are unsaved lord save both husband and wife husband and wife what more can i say lord god save heal deliver Bring salvation to the households of new marriages where both husband and wife have not surrendered their lives to you. Bring it to pass, Lord God. We ask this in Jesus' name. New marriages, Lord God. New marriages be in the midst. Amen. Last week we received a request and we're going to lift it up in prayer again. Here it is. Please pray for my son Caleb. He's in the Navy He's discouraged and disappointed with his life He says nothing ever works out for him He has a wife And they have an 8 month old little girl And they've been separated 6 months into their marriage And Caleb now says he doesn't believe That our God is real But a fable And this parent says that her heart is heavy My heart gets heavy reading this but let's lift our hearts up to the Lord. Join me. Father, we just thank you for the prayers of a parent, Lord God, the parent of a prodigal. That's what this podcast is all about. Encourage this prodigal, this, this, this parent of a prodigal, Lord God. They're obviously discouraged and their heart is heavy. Lift up their heavy heart, Lord God. Encourage it and strengthen it, Heavenly Father. Lord God, your word says in Psalm 31, verse 24, Let her heart take courage. Her heart take courage. And give her the perseverance to wait on you. We lift Caleb up right now and his family. Lord, Lord, Caleb is discouraged. I've been there many times myself. Many of us have. Lord God, we just lift Caleb up. And we pray that you heal his troubled mind. There are doubts that are lingering. There may be bitterness and anger. Father, reveal yourself to Caleb in a mighty and powerful way. In your own way, Lord God. It may be a dream. It may be a vision. It may be a word from somebody else. But we pray for Caleb right now that you restore him back to the faith. We rebuke the forces of darkness that want to see him dead they want to see his marriage destroyed the thief comes to steal kill and destroy and we rebuke the thief right now Lord we lift up Caleb to you his wife and his child bless this marriage restore this marriage heal this marriage pour out your spirit on this marriage and bring Caleb back to you again lord do whatever it takes heavenly father it may require a Damascus road experience, you may have to hit him hard, Lord God, but his soul is more important than anything else. Restore him back to the shepherd fold, Lord God. You are the great shepherd, Lord Jesus, and there's one that has wandered away. And we know you'll leave the ninety and nine to seek this one out. Seek out this sheep, Lord God, and bring them back to you, Heavenly Father. We commit Caleb to you. We thank you and praise you. We know we're going to get a phone call. We know we're going to get a testimony that you have moved in the life of Caleb and his family. We commit him into your hands. We praise you and thank you, Lord God, for restoring him back to the faith. His life does have meaning, and you are going to use him, Lord God. Your word says that you have plans, a hope, and a future for those who trust in you. And Caleb believes nothing is ever working out for him. You have hope and a future for him. You have plans for Caleb, a ministry for him, whatever it may be, Lord God. You are not a fable, but you are real. Reveal yourself to Caleb, Lord God. In your own way, in your own time, we commit Caleb and his family into your hands. In Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you so much. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer. There's a dear sister who's tuning in round including in right now, and her, her son Johnny resides with her. And Johnny, it's my understanding, is in bondage to alcoholism. A praying mom, thank God for praying mothers, the parents of prodigals. Let's touch and agree for this mother and her adult son Johnny for his deliverance and salvation. Father, we lift first and foremost, Lord God, this mom, this prodigal, johnny's mom and we pray we thank you for a praying mother a woman of god consecrated committed full of the holy spirit dedicated to you living for you we pray her continued strength lord god we pray for continued encouragement lift up her spirit strengthen her lord god replace any discouragement with encouragement when she becomes weary Help her to mount up like an eagle, Lord God, and strengthen her. We pray for her son right now, Johnny. You see the bondage that he's in. It was reported, Lord God, that there is some change. Lord, you are moving. You are working. Continue to work. This is heavenly spiritual warfare. It's a contest, a fight. And right now, there are no prisoners being taken. This is a fight to the death, both spiritual and spiritual and yes perhaps physical right now we rebuke the forces of darkness in johnny's life we rebuke alcoholism lord the mind that says we need to drink to deal with our problems we, we heal the troubled mind bring johnny to the point where he doesn't need to drink to deal lord god reveal to him heavenly father that you are the way you are the truth and you are the life those things can't be found in a bottle lord god open up his eyes to that heal the body alcohol can destroy the body and the thief comes to steal to destroy and to kill And the enemy wants johnny dead but right now we speak life into johnny and we just pray for his deliverance from alcoholism And that he heed the words of the gospel. Yes, Lord God, we're going to get specific. Bring him to church, Lord God. Put it and lay it upon his heart to come to church, either on a Wednesday or a Sunday, to hear the word of God getting preached, Heavenly Father. We lift Johnny up in prayer. We commit him into your hands. We claim the blood of Jesus over his life. Pour out your spirit, the Holy Spirit. Pour it out into this household. Rebuking the forces of darkness to leave. In the name of Jesus, give this mom a strong sense of your presence right now. In the name of Jesus, you're there. We thank you and we praise you. We know you are moving, you are working. Thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. We received a prayer request right before this podcast started. It's anonymous and it's a request for a prodigal child by the name of madison and this parent is requesting that madison be filled with the holy spirit and return home now by return home perhaps we're not sure if madison has left the home physically or has backslidden or both In the story of the prodigal son it was quite apparent that the son did both left home physically and left the faith so, we're going to lift Madison up in prayer right now. God knows all the details. He knows all things. Touch and agree as we pray for Madison. Heavenly Father, we lift up in prayer this parent of this young person, Madison. And Lord God, this parent is obviously burdened for Madison. And so, Lord, continue to help this parent to continue to stay strong in prayer. Your word says to be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. Lord God and your peace will guard our hearts and minds. So help this parent stay constant in prayer and let your peace permeate her soul. Heavenly Father, we pray for Madison, Lord God. If Madison has left the faith, restore her back to it, Lord God. Like the prodigal son, you brought him to the end of his rope, the end of self, the end of the line, If that's what it takes, Lord God, bring Madison to the end of herself so that she reaches the beginning of you. Bring her to the foot of the cross, no matter what it takes, no matter how she gets there. It's a scary thing to pray, Lord God, but again, her eternal soul is at stake. Her eternity is at stake. Deliver Madison from whatever has lured her away from the faith. The enemy has lured her away. The enemy wants to see her in a Christless eternity. He doesn't care about her, Lord. You love her. You died for her, Lord Jesus. And so we commit Madison into your hands. Deliver her from whatever is holding her in bondage. Heal her troubled mind if it's bitter or angry. Dis- Take all these things away, Heavenly Father, and pour out your spirit into her heart and mind. Restoration, healing, refreshment, bring it into Madison's life, Lord God. Return her home. Return her home, Lord, whether physically and both physically and spiritually. Return her home. She's on the road now. We thank you, God. It's happening now. In Jesus' name, give this parent, Madison's parent, the faith to believe and to continue to trust, no matter how hard it may be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've gone beyond the 8 o'clock mark, and I praise God for these prayer requests. And of course, we are going to continue to pray for them throughout the week. We just don't pray for these requests during the podcast once a week. They come before the throne of grace during the week as well. And so we wanna thank you for tuning in to tonight's podcast. I pray that what was shared here today was a blessing to you and that whatever was shared ministered to you as well. And so our next podcast is going to be Thursday, July 6th. It's Thursday, July 6th. And we'll be on the air again at 7 p.m. But in the meantime, parents of prodigals in New York, in California, in Ohio, in Wisconsin, watch the road. Parents of prodigals in New Hampshire, in Rhode Island, if you're the parent of a prodigal in South Carolina, in Idaho, or Georgia, watch the road parents of prodigals in oklahoma in utah in west virginia in illinois in michigan in alabama in tennessee in montana in minnesota louisiana new hampshire watch the road parents of prodigals in mexico if you're listening and you're in canada If you're the parent of a prodigal in Australia, parents of prodigals, moms and dads and guardians, if you're in Uganda and you're listening, watch the road. Parents of prodigals in Brazil, in the United Kingdom, if you're listening in Bosnia Herzegovina, parents of prodigals in the Philippines, watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal is on it. God bless you, and until next Thursday, good night.